Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. It's Tuesday, so that can only mean one thing, lovely people. It's Present and Sober Podcast Day, and today we've got the one and only Christy Osborne with us, which is super exciting, because not only is Christy a really, really good friend, we got to know each other on the This Naked Mind coach training, but she's also a badass coach and really, really good at what she does. Um, She's such an amazing energy. And we just knew the moment we we started talking, we got on like a house on fire. We knew that we were going to be uh, talking for a long time to come. And yeah, you know, she's Christy is full of love and light and energy. And uh, her Instagram, Love Life Sober with Christy, is full of exactly the same. And uh, you know, she's building a really successful business because what she's doing is making a real, real difference to many women out there who are looking for you know positive change in their life. And uh, we were having a chat of few weeks back me Ellie and Christy and a few other coaches around some things that had happened around people challenging our authenticity um, and you know it's an important topic because whether it's you know whether it's professional personal whatever it might be um, you know we know who we are we set the boundaries and, and people often they try to tell us who we are but uh, it's important to know what to do when those things happen and uh, you know those haters when they come like what uh, what do we do about it so we talk about that during today's show it's a really it's a really good chat and we also talk about you know um, what alcohol, what freedom from alcohol is, and how many days you need under your belt. Do you need days under your belt? How do you know that you're free? Because that was all a part of this topic as well. Um, and yeah, it's a really interesting discussion. Super, super happy to uh, to have you along for the ride. So we'll see you there. And uh, without further ado, I'll hand over to us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Present and Sober Podcast. We ha- Ooh, you won't recognise that voice. Do it again. <laughs> that's not sam oh, wow. <laughs> no it's not me do you usually do that oh my gosh i'm so no. sorry it's no. Your bit, sam. no 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 <laughs> no in fact sometimes i do do that thinking about it but no you're better at it so you can you can guest you in every every episode it's actually yours now yes, yes. <laughs> we we have a very very special guest today with us we have the beautiful the amazing Christy Osborne with us. Hey, Christy. Ellie. I'm so excited to be here, you guys. I've obviously been, thanks. Um, Sam was kind of, even though a student with me, a huge mentor for me kind of going through Annie's program. So thank you for all you did for me, Sam. And of course, Ellie, I've been following you since kind of you started. So I'm super happy to be here. (laughs) Yay. It's so cool. It's so cool. And I love the fact, um, I don't know oh our videos. I don't know if our videos are shown anywhere yet, but hopefully we'll be able to see video of this somewhere. And you can see Christy's beautiful hot air balloons in the background <laughs> and her beautiful heart jumper on, which is just, um, well, I'm, I'm after one myself. Um, that could be our new <laughs> uniform. Um, before we get into today's subject, because it's, it's a really interesting and timely one, and we've got a lot to say about it. So it might be an hour long episode. In all likelihood, <laughs> uh, before yeah, yeah, buckle up. But before we get into that, Christy, just so everybody knows who you are that yeah. hasn't already found you, could you just give us a little bit of background um, on sure. uh, on on you? 
Yeah, sure. So um, I am a This Naked Mind certified coach. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, but live in London. And I'm just out here trying to kind of help moms in their 30s, 40s, um, just kind of rediscover what a life without alcohol means. And um, I really struggled with kind of my intake and had a journey. So I feel like helping other women is just like so rewarding and what I'm meant to be doing. And so, yeah, that's, that's it. a little blurb of me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. it we, we definitely have that in common. It's like, I, I remember being in the middle of the life alcohol experiment, like, holy shit, this has completely changed my life in a very, yeah. very short space of time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's so many women, so many women that are just like me and mm -hmm. they don't even know that they don't need to struggle like this. So totally. Yeah. Um, this work is the best. This work is the best, but yeah. part of this work is putting yourself out there, <laughs> yes, <it laughs> which uh, can feel a little, oh, it brings up all sorts of stuff. Like the mm -hmm. first time you go live in a mm -hmm. big group and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, you are to a large extent bearing your soul and your story. And through our coach training, we, we had teaching from Annie and, and coaching from Annie and Scott on, on this very thing, because it's, it, it feels uncomfortable, right? It's this whole yeah. thing about the, the primal need to be accepted and to belong so that yeah. we're not the outcast that's going to die out in the wilderness on our own. Right. But even knowing that it's still, you know, it, it brings up feelings. It brings up fear and anxiety. And uh, yeah. the, the very first time that I had to click the, the going live button, coaching in the live alcohol experiment with thousands of people, it's like, this is the, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? But obviously the other side of it is mo yeah. the most amazing results for people. And then for yourself, that, that euphoria of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and then growing yeah. So it's great, but inevitably, uh, you start to edge into the territory that we're now you, mm -hmm. you and I, Christy, and how experiencing yeah. of. Um, a lot of people are going to love you <laughs> for yeah. what you do, but we're not for everybody. Perhaps no. we're starting to discover, and that people. Uh, people want to express their views and uh, it's not always like we've both you and I have had some amazing feedback from people and mm -hmm. some wonderful uh, you know it's, it's wonderful to hear about people's experiences where you are a little part of their journey totally. just the best thing to know that you have been a part in somebody's transformation but we've both been recently on the receiving end of people that haven't had that experience. They've yeah. kind of had the bumping up against us experience. And so we wanted to explore that today yeah. in all of its different facets. The, the good news being that, like I, I keep telling myself that the thing that um, Annie told us that like, you know, you've made it when... <laughs> When, yeah. when people start to hate you and, and yeah. actually part of the training was you've got to get people to hate you faster yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah and the whole point behind that is that we as coaches each have a unique voice mm -hmm. Christy was talking about um mums and and I have a, a similar a similar niche the people that I talk to if I try to talk to everybody I'm going to talk to nobody 
So yeah. it's this importance of having a niche, but then the people that don't fit into my niche aren't necessarily going to resonate with my style or, 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 or indeed what I'm saying. Yeah. So whilst it's great yeah. that potentially we've made it, Christy, it's, <laughs> I you still feel that, all yeah. the feelings, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's so interesting because I feel like there is definitely when, when I talk to clients about like, why is the reason that you're drinking for women? And I know you probably hear this too, Ellie, the, the, the main one for so many of us is connection, right? And so I got, I like got sober, um, as we were heading into lockdown, lockdown number one, March, 2020 in the UK, and I didn't have the community and I didn't know where to go. So I started posting my like sobriety journey on my personal Instagram. And through that, I was connected to like people that I, you know, hadn't talked to or seen for, for years and years. And so it kind of like spurred me on and I got in touch with other people. And then there was kind of other people going through similar journeys, um, I lost my mom, another uh, really close girlfriend was losing her dad. So it just, it it kind of fulfilled that connection. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we, of course, continue to be open and vulnerable and then it doesn't work for everybody on (laughs) on the other end working. So then I think it takes us a minute to look at like, I think it hurts right in that like need for connection then, because you're like, oh, I'm not Mm. connecting with you and you don't like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, so it's like okay, but but we have to go, keep going, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, and 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 that that sting, like it's part. So the the human experience, it's part of being human, and totally. it it does it does hurt. I think the hurt that I felt kind of came from, and I, and I think I said this, uh, and I knew it after I said it. I knew that it was it was story, but it was the. I don't want to let anybody down. I think yeah. because we know how much it hurts when you yeah. are stuck. Yeah. To know that anybody is struggling or stuck. I don't want that. Yeah. But the reality is that just as I was saying earlier, I'm not going to talk to everybody and I have to right. focus my time, my energy, my heart, my soul on the people that do want to hear what I've got to say. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. We're all connected, right? I mean, there's a fact, we are. We're all deeply connected. But at the level of our masks, our individual masks, <clears throat> you know, we're not going to mm. get along with everybody. So from the core of who we are, we're all deeply connected. That's not going anywhere. But yeah, I mean, the moment that you start speaking, even from that place, you know, and you start saying things like I just said, some people are going to be like, oh, jog on, mate. What are you on about? Yeah. Bloody load of spiritual yeah. waffle. So, you know, yeah. you know, we just have to, like, be ourselves, don't we? But... Yeah, I still well, remember. I mean, sorry, Christy, go. No, sorry, Sam, go, go finish. No, I was going to say, I still remember the first time I got a message. I can't remember exactly what it said. It contained the words parasite and a few other words. Oh, my I was gosh. like, wow. Why wow. are people so mean? Well, because I think often if we're in pain, we can unconsciously want to cause it. And also, we all yeah. live in our own reality tunnel. So it's not that we just literally... <sighs> we literally live in alternate realities. Like if we were to trade like experiences with somebody else, it would be really wild. It wouldn't just be like, Oh, now I'm Sam with a different set of thoughts. It would be like inhabiting a different reality because how I've got to those thoughts, my perception, Mm. my memory, everything, it would be the wackiest experience. So we have to remember that, you know, what it's not as simple as just like, why does this person not get it? Right. Yeah, there's a whole host of reasons. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But it doesn't mean it does not mean that there isn't like you know, 
there isn't a great thing to be found in treating people lovingly and and like if people aren't going to treat me how i would treat them then i'm not going to hang around in that space like yeah why would we yeah yeah anyway but yeah no i think it's it's interesting to have those experiences right and i think over time for all of us like it's the more they happen the more you're just like oh right okay there we go (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, I think it's just, it's really obvious, right? When, when you get comments like that, that people are still in such pain, exactly what you just said. And, and I think it irks people that like, you know, of course we all have our struggles. We all have bad days, like, you know, but we're not in pain anymore. And that's huge. And that is like profound and life-changing and people that haven't had that freedom and are still in pain and struggling. Like, that's what I try to think when I get the, Mm. oh, you're just a bored suburban housewife. Like Holly Whitaker has already done this. I'm like, well, good. I hope there are more women out there talking about the fact that you can feel, just feel better without boozing your system all the time, you know? Mm. And, and I just think I have to look at those comments and think they're still like really hurting. Right. Mm. Well, if you've been trying to figure something out for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, and yeah. you're still, and even if you've stopped the behavior, but it's stopping drinking or whatever, you know, whatever the thing is, but some, at some level, you're either still afraid of it or, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be pissed off when you're like, you look at something like, what gives this person the right to say that they're free after a year, two years. Right. But right. this is interesting. Cause like, you know, the, some of the, the comments that you got Christy were very much directed in that lane weren't they they were like you know yeah how can you say that you know it hasn't been that long that you haven't been drinking how can you possibly say that you're free and there's a lot of that out there yeah and it's an important discussion it's one of the things we wanted to focus on today for sure so yeah what do you have any reflections on that because you've had some of this recently yeah totally so I mean I when we obviously started our program all together one of the things that Annie says is like write down your energy snags and Mm. those are things that kind of you know are bugging you and as we know we kind of look at our thoughts and we dissect them and so it was like you know when she says what are the neon like the neon lights in your head my thought was like I don't have enough like sober days under my belt to help other people so it was my biggest like snag that I had to work through because when I started her program I was only like a year alcohol free. And so I had to work through it. And I just, I've gotten to the place where it works because it's so fresh. First of all, (laughs) you know, I don't, I, I haven't had 30 years sober. I can't, I can, like, I can very vividly remember like the really like hard times that other women are going through and the experiences that I've had with my kids that I regret and that I've had to forgive myself for and the, all that stuff is fresh. Right. And so when it's fresh, you can relate to somebody else Mm. with it. And so that's kind of how I worked my way through that. And then, and then just the fact, like I said, that we kind of were able to lose this desire to drink, that we're able to be around it, that we're able to be out, that we're able to have it in the house, whatever, like that is something that we've obviously like learned that I think is worth teaching to other people, no matter how many days you have under your belt. Right. Because it's magical. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly how I describe it. It's like magic. And there is yeah. so much hope there for wh- whether, whether you are early in your, in inverted commas struggle or whether mm-hmm. you've been struggling for years, Yeah, there is so much hope there. Interestingly, I've had um, people approach me 
And I love, I love, love, love these kind of clients where they are, they're already alcohol free and have been mm-hmm. for a number of years yeah, or plus years, but they do not feel happy about it. They yeah. feel angry, resentful, like they're missing out. So when I, I, interestingly, I had exactly the same thing, like we were talking about your experience, Christy, and then literally, I think it was later that day, I had <laughs> the same one. Somebody said to me, it, and, and she and she tried to say it very kindly and respectfully, and she used the word respectful in in her <laughs> articulation of it. But she was essentially yeah. saying the same thing. She said, "You," it, it said, "You've only been alcohol free for two years. So, do you feel that you are qualified to help other people mm-hmm. to, you know, in, in their sobriety?" And, and it's a bit of a, uh, my initial reaction was, oh, that's a bit of a daft question because here I am coaching two and a half thousand people in the alcohol right. experiment. So clearly right. the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but I wanted to answer her specifically from the heart. And what I said, uh, there, there were two, two things that I wanted to say. Number one was that tenure, alcohol-free or sober means nothing if you are fixated like those people that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm describing that are coming to me to find freedom, yet yeah. they've got more time under their belt alcohol-free than I have. 100%. So you can have tenure alcohol-free and still be fixated. And conversely, mm-hmm. you can be liberated in an instant. And that's the magic that you talk about and that, that I experienced. I was two weeks into the alcohol experiment and probably just under three weeks alcohol free when I decided that I wanted to pass this magic on to other women and help other women to enjoy their precious family lives instead of clock watching to get to the end of the day to be able to have a drink to take the edge off the day and as such I ended up I, I applied to be a coach at the end of that month so I had I had like maybe 30 days alcohol free max and yeah. I applied to be a coach. I was that sure. And I had that same voice that you had, the neon yeah. lights um, example of, well, who are you to be doing this because you are only alcohol-free this amount of time? Yeah. And then the the knowing part of me was like, that's exactly why you need to be doing it because what a bloody message that is for people that you uh-huh. can feel so differently in such a short space of, of time. Yeah. So the first thing that I said to this lady was this whole thing about tenure and the the difference between being fixated and being liberated. And then the second thing is that I, that, that sense that I had of, I have to find a way to help other people. That to me is a duty and an obligation like, yes, I love serving people, but a, a very deep level, we were talking about, everyone being connected how can I not be so deeply connected to so many other people and then oh well I'm I'm okay and just stand back from it I can't do that absolutely I can't do that so it doesn't matter how many people want to throw barbs at me or how many times I've got to push myself out of my comfort zone or do something that scares the shit out of me yeah if that if I know that that is in service to help somebody else then I'm going to Mm -hmm. keep doing it all day long yeah A hundred percent. I think it's so interesting because the liberation versus fixation kind of section lesson, what have you was so, so huge for me because I used to like obsess about this one girlfriend of mine 
who literally can go out and she can have two glasses of whatever. And, and I was just like, I don't understand why I can't be like her. And I hear it from my clients, even just this week, like, why can't I just be normal? And it's like, that's another reason we have to be out here saying this stuff because maybe it's not normal and you don't know what's in their head. And I actually mm. went to that girlfriend and I was like, listen, I have so many questions for you. Like, how I know that you can like drink those two glasses, but what does it take? Like what's going on up there? And I knew, and she explained it and it takes work and it's the fixation. I mean, not to like the level that I ever had, but you know, it's just, it's, it, it doesn't mean it's freedom and we don't know what's going on in their heads. And we don't know, you know, these people that we all compare ourselves to that can take it or leave it. Like we just don't, we don't know. And so I think that's so much of it too, Ellie, is just setting the example that, you know, maybe, maybe it's not normal and maybe not, maybe being liberated is better. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. We, we all, I think it's natural human thing to compare our insides to other people's outsides. We're like, Oh, I'm like this inside, but look at what they're like on the outside. Forgetting that yeah. most of the things that we think are personal are human. Yeah. So it's a pretty human experience to be on a slippery slope with an addictive substance. Like totally. the exception to the rule is going to be someone who can literally take it or leave it. There aren't many, there aren't right. many. And if you look at why they like Simon Chappell's often said, they kind of be like unicorns, like normal yeah. drinkers as such yeah. normal in inverted commas. And if you yeah. explore why there's very often guardrails up for a reason, be it health, yeah. be it my partner's one, Robin, she, she's in that category, but she can't really drink because it, really upsets the stomach so she's never really done it um yeah and it's yeah that's it and, and you wouldn't these people that look like they're completely in control that find it easy to drink uh, you wouldn't vocalize that stuff christy because mm -hmm. the moment you do it you make it real and you don't yeah. want it you, you like you don't want that often we've all been there like you don't want to yeah. put that stuff out there um so that was brave of you to ask the question as well what i think that's a powerful thing to well, have done she's there. a dear friend and i yeah. just like and i've been, I've been thinking about it so much and when we were doing the liberation versus fixation work i was like thinking about that friend over and over again mm. and so i just think it's yeah like i said we don't know what what's in everybody's head we don't know how fixated or not that they are on it and and i think it's really interesting what you said sam like you know every <laughs> I just think it's so funny now, right? When you start talking about the work that we're doing or whatever, and, and it's maybe a new friend or one that you haven't seen in a while, or someone just at a party. And, and when the first thing you get is, oh, but like, I'm fine because I make every school pickup and I have a really successful job and I X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, that's so awesome. But like, maybe you would just feel better without alcohol, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, these are the things I feel like the wave is coming. There's changes coming. There's more and more of us saying it, but like, we have to say it. And so if we're going to take, take a little online heat, that's fine. But, but someone's got to say it for, for the people that need obviously to hear it, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And the thing that was interesting about what you, you know, the, the whole, the very personal, you're just a suburban housewife comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, number one, Fortunately, I think we all know not to take this stuff personally, not to take anything yeah. personally in life at yeah. all. It's, you know, one of the four agreements, not to take anything personally. Um, but the thing that was interesting was that like, oh, Holly, Holly Whitaker's already done this. Right. Okay. So should we just all shut up shop then? Because yeah. what would happen if we did? 
what would happen if we listened to the voice that said, oh, we, you know, we don't, we don't need any more. It's like, it's not subtractive. What you're doing isn't taken away from what anybody else is doing. You know, we're not, we're not all in competition with one another. It's a movement. It's a movement and a groundswell. And it's, I love how Annie describes, she always says that she's not required, but she's invited. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Like to be a part of this, it's the most phenomenal thing. And, you know, even if there's close proximity. So so you and I, Christy, both talk to mums. Well, guess what? There are plenty of mums that need to be helped more yeah. than you, you and I can help in you know, our, our lifetime. Yeah. So I, I, I just see it as something that is growing and has grown as fast as it is. Mm-hmm. And the number of people that there are to help. And we all, as coaches have very different styles and uh, experience and skills and like what, what a wonderful time for people to be spoiled for choice yeah yeah it's great one of the things that Sam that you actually like taught me when we were kind of doing our work together it's just so much about how it's obviously holding space right it's holding space for somebody listening to them I had um, this lady this week that just said I've never even said any of this to anybody and we had just met. This was like a discovery call. And she's like, never said this stuff out loud. And I can't believe I'm saying it. And I'm like, I understand. If I knew that there was coaches when I kind of started my journey, it would have been the first thing I did because it's the first thing you want to do is you want to talk about it and you want to say what you're going through and you want to relate to someone. And you want someone to say, me too. I was there. Yes. I get you, you know? And, and exactly what you just said, Ellie, there's there's different, we all have different styles and different personalities. And so there should, I'm so happy there's more of us coming through the ranks, you know, 100%. because the more of us, the more we, people we can help. Exactly. And, and, and if you think about that particular lady, regardless of whether she signs on with you for coaching or whatever, she's got something out of that time. Mm-hmm. That you, where you have held space 100%. for her, she's, she's got something from that and that will take her onwards within her journey is going to be however it's going to be but you've influenced that now let's say you listen to the person that said oh you know suburban housewife holly whitaker blah 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 mm-hmm. and that that lady wouldn't have had that connection and that yeah. to me is like a, it's a bloody travesty so yeah. i think it's an unfortunate thing that we're going to have to we're going to, have to take more comments yeah. like parasite i'm glad, and... I'm glad we have each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> It's important that the message gets out in different flavors. I put something on my Facebook wall the other day. It's an Aussie guy, and he's basically effing and blinding in like rural Aussie oh, world. Yeah. And and it made me laugh because I spent nine months in the desert in Western Australia, and I and a, and a community of I think it was four hundred and eleven people, right? Wow. And you know, so alcohol ice people like you know a load of people using all sorts of hardcore drugs and yeah it's crazy like the experience is like wow what, what the hell is going on here and so i you know i was you know drinking a lot and you know going to work and just like just thinking to myself this is mad so when i watched the video of this guy being like ah fucking this and you know using all these words that i knew would trigger some people i thought you know what i'm gonna post that and i knew when i posted it that there was it was gonna get some heat in that sense there were gonna be some people that were like i don't like this guy's approach etc 
And that's cool. And that's fine. And like, I get that. But but what's important is there are some people, a lot of guys, Mm -hmm. um, speaking from the male perspective out there in, you know, in that environment, who, unless it's some massive dude calling them the worst names under the sun and telling them to stop being a this and that and sort their lives out because they're not fooling anybody and they're not cool. The message isn't going to go through Mm -hmm. because my message of like, yeah, just like hang out with your authentic self and like, you know, all that stuff. They're going to be like, (laughs) yeah, all right, mate, do one. But this guy's going to get through to them, but he's going to trigger others. So Mm -hmm. this message is, it's a message of healing. But like Mm -hmm. sometimes the most loving thing to do is not to speak with the most loving words, you know? It's sometimes the most loving thing to do is tell someone to sort their life out. And that takes emotional intelligence. So we all need the, this message out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we are going to take some, uh, some heat for it, but bring it on. (laughs) It's all good. Definitely. And I think also like one of the other reasons it's so important to keep, you know, like just keep saying our message is that I think it's so hard for women, like, well, no, you know what, that's scrap that. It's I think equally for men and women, when you're going out and you are the one going against the grain, you know, and you're the one that's going to say no in a group of big like drinkers. And so if you don't know anybody out there in the universe that Mm. says no to, I just, that's something that's really be in my bodice this week. You guys, I'm so sick of like women giving so much heat to other women because they just don't want to drink, you know? And I know it happens to guys too, totally masculinity and you know, all that stuff and have the beer and come on, mate, I get it. But can we just like, let everybody off the hook? Like, can we just let everybody do what they want to do? You know, like we're such, I mean, this is, I'm a hardcore people pleaser. (laughs) I'm a hardcore one, but I've just gotten to the point now where I see, you know, women coming to me and they're like, but how do I tell my girlfriends? How do I go on this weekend to the spa and say, I don't want the glass of champagne. I'm like, because you feel better (laughs) because you don't Mm -hmm. want to, because you know, you're making a great choice for your health, all these reasons. And if we don't Mm -hmm. say that, maybe nobody in their inner circle or family and we know we're not getting it from the media anywhere are saying that. Yeah. And what you're describing, Christy, is probably the most painful thing that you can go through because you are giving yourself away. You're abandoning yourself mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. And so we, you know, we have the, 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 the primal part of us has these two things that, so we have this need for belonging so that we're mm-hmm. not the outcast so that we can survive and then we have our inner knowing, our wisdom, our intuition, whatever you want to call it. And we have that. So when we go foraging, you know, back in the caveman days, go foraging for food, you come across the plant and it's like, right, can I eat this or not? Right. <laughs> and it's your intuition that's going to guide you, right? As to what, what's safe and not. The issue comes when those things are in competition because yeah. the thing that's always going to win out is the need to belong and yeah. so this is where people find themselves in that people pleasing place of and it happens to all of us where you're giving yourself away to be with somebody else and I, yeah. I heard a, a story recently from um, a client of mine and the, the 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 way that she was treated by a an inverted commas good friend and yeah around her choice not to drink it was um at at best it was kind of misguided and uh hurtful 
and at worst it was um you know assault it was you know here I'm going to spike your drink and uh it's it's such that that people pleasing tendency is such a pressure but I think it it hurts so bad because your intention is like you, you you know you want the connection you want to belong you want to be with other people but that giving away of yourself it's the most painful thing that you can do yeah. and within this storm that uh, was going on last week of so I was on the receiving end of somebody somebody had asked me to behave in a way other than I am and and my instant reaction was the the people pleasing oh I'm oh uh, are you in the wrong place oh I'm really sorry and then I managed to stop myself and I said I'm not sorry actually I'm not so I'm not going to apologize for being yeah. who I am because I've spent two years two years reconnecting with myself I spent 25 odd years not knowing who I was because I was yeah. so disconnected from myself so that two years worth of inner work I'm not going to throw that away in order to try and make you feel more comfortable that's not yeah. what I'm about and 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 again that links into the if I tr- if I compromise who I am yeah. and I try to speak to everybody I'm going to speak to nobody so I I know more than anything that that connection that I've found with myself that bond that I have with my true self is worth more than anything and next to the present moment that's the only thing that I've got so I I, I, I can't I can't give that away as I said in in my social media around what had happened I'm I'm with me and I can be with you those mm-hmm. those two things can coexist yeah it, it feels bad when we start to you know move it too far one way or the other either yeah. giving away ourselves or not being with others so to me it's striking that balance yeah totally we're practiced in giving ourselves away though like you're you're so right like it's uh in the sense of when you do things for other people be it consciously subconsciously you know many so many of uh, my female clients have been mothers you know practice in putting other people first and like to be like compassionately selfish and realize that self-care isn't selfish and that it's important and to is actually that requires practice the other way because and bravery as well because we're very used to going oh sorry or people or giving it away and it's just a default knee-jerk reaction that that all of us have I think anybody who's sort of more on the more sensitive side is is like that and then but then the moment you have that act of bravery where you're like fuck it no I'm gonna be me I'm gonna do this like stand here in like solidarity with myself because fuck this and I'm not doing it anymore suddenly it's really weird because it's like you realize that there was a whole load of stuff there that just never existed like the first time you say to your friend yeah you know like I'm just I'm just not drinking because I'm prioritizing my health or the first time you say yeah I'm going to I'm going home to bed because it's nearly 10 and what like small acts of like rebellion small acts of like that's cool that's cool and it doesn't take long and I can promise anyone listening that that first time you do it that first yeah. time you do it there's going to be a whole load of shit and pressure built up around it the moment you've done it you're going to be like 
it's like the deep sigh like you're inhaling for the first time like oh thank goodness I did that for myself like what a gift um you know that's one of the gifts of like hanging out in spaces like this is that hopefully people hear some stuff and get some strength to do that I think going alcohol free is the biggest confidence boost that we can like possibly get right because we rediscover who we are we start living up to like the values that we were compromising before and and yeah exactly what you just said Sam like the first you know handful of social occasions where I was the first to leave or the one that was turning down the drinks or any they were tricky you know and it was and I got my feelings hurt a couple times from stuff said and and last week or a couple weeks ago we were at a dinner party and you know, the drinks were flowing and it was like my time to go. So I gave the, across the look, you know, to my husband, like we're out of here and we left. And the next day I was on the phone with the hostess and the husband in the background was like, Oh, Christy just leaves all the time early now. And that in the beginning, you guys would have killed me. And now I'm just like, yep. And I feel great. And I've been to the gym and I'm going to go do this and X, Y, Z and, and keep it coming. Like, how are you feeling this morning? Mm, There's another (laughs) t-shirt. There's the t-shirt. Cool, cool people leave early. Cool people leave early. Please leave by 9 p.m. There's actually a pillow, you guys. I found the other day. Someone sent it to me. It said, please leave by 9 p.m. Oh yeah. And I was like, where I need to get that right now. So on the, on the front, we'll have cool people leave early. And then on the back, it'll say, how are you feeling this morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing. I, I always used to do things as like some of my friends, my bro still loves to go out and, and have his, uh, have a, have a big night out every now and again. And he has friends and you know, I'm like, yeah, no, I am going to leave early. I'll turn up and cook you all bacon sandwiches in the morning when you're feeling like shite and yeah. sort of like, like laugh at you all a bit and, you know, compassionately, but um, yeah. <laughs> you better, better get us to get a slight haha who's look who's look who's winning now kind of thing but no like we it's so true and I think the thing that's important to know on that Christy is that that's not your friend talking we people are telling us how they see the world not not about us and yeah. um it's a knee-jerk thing of like you referenced before that strange realization where you say to somebody oh yeah I don't really drink and then there's a pause and then there's this like three minute barrage of, oh yeah, I don't drink a lot either. You know, probably a couple on a Friday night and they're this and I've never, and it's like, wow, I didn't know. That wasn't my question. Like I right. just said, I don't drink. So, right. uh, and, and we have to get used to that. It's really hard to remember. Again, it's an act of bravery to remember. Oh, oh, right. This isn't about me right now. Right. Like what's going mm-hmm. on has got nothing to do with me. 100%. And the moment you move into that space, I can't remember the last time. I think it becomes less and less. And some of that's to do with the fact that a lot of people know I don't drink, you know, I don't hide it. <laughs> but there's a lot of, um, and even people I don't, I don't really know these days, they rarely say to me the things that people used to say. Like it's yeah. very rare that someone says to me like, oh, don't you drink? Or, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem to come up strangely. I think there is a movement for sure. I think we are kind of like seeing that, right? Even there's so much more options everywhere you go for non-alcoholic stuff. Mm -hmm. And so in that we are really lucky. And, and the thing is too, and I keep saying is like, you guys, the health risks, I mean, if we shut up and we don't say this stuff, the breast cancer, you know, like science and, and all this, these risks that we know now, I think that stuff only came out in 2017 and the average person doesn't know it. And so Mm. we have to, we have to keep saying this stuff because I'm not, I I want my daughter, you know, and my son too, obviously I love him too, but like, I want my daughter to know that like every glass of wine is, is a a risk of 
breast cancer and all the other things that come with it, as we know. And so, you know, obviously we know how much money and, and power is behind big alcohol. And we're just the little guys trying to, trying to say, um, that is actually toxic ethanol in your glass. <laughs> yes. Right. It's all right. Like when I, I can still remember the day vividly that I read the six vital things to know about moderation, according to science written by Annie. Yeah. And I read it and learned for the first time how alcohol worked with the brain and body. Mm-hmm. And I had two things going on. One, I felt a bit silly that I didn't know this before. It's like, how can I not know this? Yeah. And then my second thing was anger and like, how can everybody not? It's a fucking scam. It's a yeah. scam. We've been sold an absolute lie. It does none of the things that we think it does. Yeah. And I actually so- quote you a lot. <laughs> Ellie, I remember you saying that on a podcast and I like quote you a lot to clients. I'm like, and then she just said, I've been duped. <laughs> yeah. Properly, I've, that's the cleaned up version. Yeah, that's the cleaned the, up uh, version. The non, the non potty mouth version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so. It like, would I have wanted to know that earlier? Damn straight, I would have wanted to mm-hmm. know that earlier. It's not yeah. that I regret how you know my life's gone. It, it had to be the way that it was. But if if I can get out, even just sowing that seed of like, look, like I was, a, I was a big advocate of being informed about childbirth right and 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 that is a growing thing like where I I was so fortunate back when I was pregnant with Pearl I had the most wonderful antenatal teacher who is still a dear friend of mine and she taught me all about being informed right Mm -hmm. because up until skipping into go and see her and meet meeting my fellow antenatal classmates I was completely fucking oblivious about what was, you know, going to happen right. to me. I was just in this place of like, oh, I'm having a baby and it's really fun. And you get to go and pick out cool little clothes and little shoes and stuff. And I was not <laughs> thinking about what was, you know, the, yeah. what was effectively going to happen. And that I had choices and that yeah. uh, it, it didn't have to be uh, a, 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 a medical, but like I didn't have to go into hospital and, and all. And, I, and it just it opened my mind to this world of like, Oh, oh, hang on a minute. And and actually, I might want to be informed about this stuff. So yeah, I can't guarantee which way it's going to go. Yeah. But I can be clear about what's important to me and what I value and what my boundaries are. And I learned a lot in that experience because it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go at all. And I remember feeling really uh disempowered and really frightened. And and it was the this huge moment in my life. And afterwards, after I'd regained some control in the moment of what was going on, and then Pearl was delivered safely, afterwards, it kind of lit a fire under me for like, this This isn't right. And yeah. this is, I, I'm not going to allow this to happen to me again. And I'm going to do my damnedest to help other women be more informed and make their own choices and so on. And I then when when I had, so I Pearl was born by cesarean section, but Chester and Noah were both born at home just over there. <laughs> and I had to have a big fight to have Chester at home because yeah. not, not only is home birth uh, disencouraged uh, in yeah. my area, not only is it disencouraged, but 
they're then saying well you, you've got a compromised uterus so it's 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 now not just you know disencouraged it's dangerous and you know all of this layers of story around you know how i'm putting myself at risk and putting my baby at risk and all this stuff but the knowing that i had the knowing was right yeah i i knew that i was right that i needed to be where i felt safe and that was at home and people could tell me how to compromise uterus and all the rest of it but i knew i inherently knew that i was okay and that was going to be okay and that my baby was going to be okay and that was making yeah. an informed choice and that yeah. experience could have been very very different if i'd have not tuned yeah. into that yeah and so, i think it's so interesting all that all the the time and effort and that you put it into knowing your options and researching about what you really wanted and what was best for you and what was best for you and your baby and your health and your family and all that stuff. We as mothers do that from the minute we know that we're pregnant and then it goes on, right? Which schools, which that, and then, and then we just think about everything so much, but we don't think about alcohol. I think on the whole, we don't put that time and an effort into empowering ourselves with yes. knowledge. And I think that is one of the most important things that we're all doing, right? It's like, I have dear friends who I am very well aware that I am on mute. My love life sober with Christy is on mute and they don't want to hear it. And I'm just like, that's, that's fine. But, but don't you want like your, your kids to hear this? Like, this is, mm. don't you want to know what you're putting in your body? Don't you want to know if there is life on the other side of not feeling hung over all the time? Like, I just think we think so much, you know, it's like that, that whole thing Holly says, like we're, we're green conscious. We want to do the best for our health mm. and exercise and diets. I mean, I literally have done every single, I spent so much time, you guys researching the fucking keto diet. And I wasn't even like thinking about the bottle of Cabernet I was downing every night. I was, mm. it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> how how many discussions in and around health are, are happening over exactly you know wine at lunch and all the rest of it and all the you know mm. and it doesn't take long it doesn't take long to go out there and educate yourself to find out that all the bias behind any study that shows you know wine's yeah. good for your heart and all the rest of it you gotta spend about five minutes yeah and a bit of critical thinking to go and understand how those studies came to those conclusions and how that has completely been flipped on its head in the last few years um yeah it all harks back to this whole thing as well, like listening to you both speak there of um, especially around your your choices of like, you know, you know, when it comes to, you know, having kids or alcohol, any of this stuff is there is no right or wrong way. And the only way you're going to figure mm -hmm. out your way is by immersing yourself in different ways. So I knew instinctively, I knew at the core of my being that AA was not for me. I knew that yeah. I wasn't going to go to one of those meetings, regardless of how they were. I don't know why I knew that. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And I knew that um, I think because of my spiritual journey and, and yoga and that my journey to healing from this was not going to be sort of like typical in, in yeah. the sense of like the old school ways of doing stuff. So I started reading in and around psychology, CBT. It never occurred to me. My first searches around alcohol, et cetera, were, I read, interestingly enough, the first thing I ever found was Holly's blog, Kip Sobriety. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was like a I always describe it as like a punch in the face. It was like, wow, like, it's like some of this, it's been written by a woman that I've never met before. And yet this is like striking me straight to the heart. Like it's like I've written this. I feel so yeah. raw and emotional reading this stuff. Um, and it was, but, and it's interesting that I now know actually that Holly's stuff is 
I love her voice. I love what she's doing, but it's not actually how I would present them. It's not how mm-hmm. it's not my home base as much as I love her stuff. And it's what invited me into the space. And yeah. I figured that out from reading like everything. And these right. days I rarely, I say to people, oh, I rarely read quit lit or anything like that because it doesn't occur. It doesn't make sense for me to do that. I will do. Um, and I find it really interesting if someone I know, love and respect has released something, I'll definitely go and get involved in it and immerse myself in it. But it makes more sense for me to work upstream. So mm-hmm. I spent so long looking at the the tip of the iceberg, which was the the alcohol thing. But now I know that the whole reason that it made sense for me to drink was because of all the things that were happening upstream, not being emotionally mm-hmm. like, you know, not knowing how to deal with that, not not feeling good in my own skin, et cetera. So now it doesn't occur to me to to look at that stuff anymore. And that's been a journey. That's been a real journey. So it's going to change for all of us. And we don't know when the insights are going to come, but I do know that the more you immerse yourself in podcasts, books, coaching, like you're, you open up the opportunity for those insights to come. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's true for all of us. If you were to take the things that made a true difference to all three of us and condense them into a timeline, it would be like about 10 seconds worth of, oh shit moments where everything changed in amongst hundreds or thousands of hours of reading and research and all the rest of it. But that, and that's why I think this time span of 10 years, it doesn't matter. It's not about yeah. that. It's about yeah. you looking inside and knowing how you feel. What makes sense to you now? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's different? What's, what's really shifted? Yeah, totally. That's so it, true. So, it's, so true. It's, it's also a good reminder of why repetition is good. Mm. So you'll see people go into the alcohol experiment and then they'll go back for another one and another one or like there's a bunch of people right now um that are you know it, it they might be going into the path from the alcohol experiment but then annie will be doing a five-day virtual event and they're in that as well and these things are all good because those like it sometimes takes i think you have to hear things in different ways mm-hmm. at different times yeah potentially with a different voice to be able to benefit from the insight those moments that Sam's talking about. So the more that you can immerse yourself, the better. But again, it comes back to why it's important that there are so many coaches and people in this space and in this community that are willing to share and bear their souls and be on the brunt of haters. Mm -hmm. Because if if we all don't muck in and do our bit, then there's less chance of people having those insights and being able to change their lives. And a point that I also wanted to make that I was thinking about when you were talking, Christy, is it's not just about us by any means. And, and you know, even if, um, you know, we're not at the point of having our own kids, you you touch other people's lives. And Mm -hmm. I want, like, I certainly want for my own children that I want them to have a different opportunity and a different perspective. Totally. So it's, it's important that this, this stuff is out there in so many different forms and spoken in so many different ways. Yeah. I used to say the only thing I wish I had done is like quit sooner, but I stopped saying that because I realized that that I needed every single minute of this journey. And I needed every single minute of like, to your point, Ellie, hearing what I heard at bit at, you know, different points of that journey in Mm -hmm. order to get here. And so Mm -hmm. again, to all of our point of maybe we don't have as many sober days, 
you know, we've all had a journey and we've all immersed ourselves, like you said. So what I keep telling like clients, it's just like dive in, read everything, listen to every podcast. I send your guys' podcast all the time. <laughs> you know, listen to this one on cravings. It's so good, you know, and just get in the habit of just immersing yourself. And it can, yeah, obviously, as we know, like change your life. I love a good podcast and a dog walk, you know, just, oh, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> I, say, I say, oh yeah, but as if I've got a dog, I don't, but <laughs> I would love one. So I can imagine that that's awesome. I love a podcast and a walk. And yeah. Chrissy, I really honor that. And also want to say, if anyone's looking for like a Jedi level, like a uh, practice, <laughs> um, like inviting stuff in, that pisses you off is really yeah, important. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, beware the echo chamber, right? Because, yeah. because the moment you say, because at the moment we're in a world where, like, you know, rightly or wrongly, whatever you think of Russell Brand, Joe Rogan, all these people, like, there's people out there going, get rid of the platform, get rid of the platform. It's like, well, yeah. hang on a minute. Well, it's not going anywhere if the platform's gone. Like, yeah. So this is all about everybody having the right to just for everything to be out there and for us to dis- discern you know, our viewpoint and to be trusted to do that and not have other people tell us what we can or can't listen to. And I think if you're going to go and listen to something that pisses you off, something very powerful, there's a lot of science behind this. They took people um, from, so I think essentially in some studies, they've, they've tried to take people who really can't get each other's points of view and and put them in a room and got them to try and convince each other doesn't work. Right. They just end up arguing. But if you take those same, 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 same two groups separately and give them the task of spending a day trying to understand the other people's perspective just like Mm -hmm. get over the anger just drop it it's just an experiment it's just a game then when they come back together it's so different so you know whoever whatever it is that triggers you like just trying to understand with compassion well why does that person think like that why is this happening that's how we're going to heal each other i'm going to heal each other from like shouting at each other and Throwing rocks at each other and all the rest of it. It's yeah, I hate the whole idea that it's kind of like us versus AA. I don't like it. You know, it's just it's like we all got here differently and like let's just all respect each other, you know? Yeah. It's mm. I don't know. Agreed. I'm so glad yeah. you said that because that I was writing down the same thing. Like the, the things that trigger us. There's so much to learn there. Yeah. More more than in any other aspect of what's going on in your life and your life circumstances. And if you've got the courage to go there and to ask yourself some questions around, well, so for, for the lady that was asking me to take things more seriously, she could ask herself, you know, why, why is that necessary? Like why what what is it that why, like, why is that important to her? Why, why is that meaningful? And she'll learn so much from asking herself those questions. It's true that it does require, like, so the only thing that is a caveat to this is that in order to be able to walk into that space, which is kind of like walking your ego into death, because you're like, right, I'm going to yeah. drop everything that I believe and try and figure out. It actually, at some level, you need to know that everything you believe is bullshit as well. Mm. So it might be slightly like, a, like to some extent, it's all story. We were talking about this. We've had a podcast just go out with Scott Christie, where we're talking about how everything is story and everything's created. And 
That's yeah. why it's important because if you want to upgrade your story and move closer and closer and closer to reality and have a more objective view and a higher, you know, consciousness, all the rest of it, these things are important. We can't just lock ourselves off and be like, totally. I hang out here and I only hang out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not hundred percent. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously we know that AA has worked for millions and millions. Right. And so there yeah. is something there that, that works for people. And, and I just think that it's fine to be able to, yeah, I mean, respect each other's journeys. It's just, I think that we, we started off saying that when we see these comments coming at us, you know, one of my recent ones was that like, I wrap up everything in a pretty pink bow <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe someone needs it to be oh, yeah. light. Maybe somebody needs it to be light. And like actually Scott said, and I wrote, wrote this down the other day, it's like, you know, quitting doesn't have to be all willpower and misery. Like yeah. every day doesn't have to be a struggle. And I see that a lot, a lot, a lot out there as well. You know, every, day by day, every day is a battle, but, but maybe it doesn't have to be, There's you know, a- maybe someone needs to hear that you don't have to live in a, in a, in a place where you feel like you're up against it every single day. That's it. That's it. Even our concepts of what these things mean, AA, what does that mean? What it means to one person, what it means to another, there are millions of meetings, millions of ways. What does this naked mind mean? To one person, it's like they read a bit of the book and they did one LAE to another person. They've never read the book. They've been in the face. Like when someone says, I hate, or I don't like, or this is, it's like, well, what are you even talking about? Yeah. What are you even talking about? Like, because just because you say the same word as me does not mean that that word represents. In fact, I can guarantee you it doesn't represent the same thing in your head as it does in mine. So when we try to start to understand what each other mean by yeah. those terms, then we end up in a place of community. And that's what's really interesting. Ellie often says, you know, the more, you know, Russell Brand's take on the steps, for example, on his book. Um, I forget what it's called now. Is it called Recovery? I think. But, mm. you know, the way that he not repurposes, but puts his understanding in there. And like, you know, it's not my way, but I found that book really interesting to read. It opened yeah. up a different way of thinking about things to me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. That's yeah. interesting. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think this is an amazing discussion. It's really important. Um, and, that's what we're uh, all doing, right? It's exactly what you just said, Sam, is we're all putting our own spin kind of like, so to speak, on everything that we have learned from every, you know, from all of the different methods and books and podcast, everything. And we're kind of weaving our journey in there and people can pick it, like pick up and leave what they want and what helps, mm. you know, someone might not help another person, but I think mm. it's just, that's what we're, we're all doing. Right. Mm. Like, yeah. And I think within your individual experience, you'll find what you go looking for. So like the, the, the situate, like my view of the steps now, knowing more than I knew two years ago, the way that I look at it now is that there is so much commonality with our methodology, but it's taken looking at it in a different way and understand Mm -hmm. and trying to understand in a different way. Again, this point of like immersing yourself and approaching something with, well, I I, almost like I want to be wrong. Like I want to understand what's here and I want to embrace it with, compassion because clearly you know that there is there is so much for so many like it's such a wonderful thing that there's a whole community 
mm-hmm. but like what what would people be doing if the, if AA didn't exist? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, th- I think you 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 find what you go looking for, and so the the person that is affronted by the pretty pink bow is, you know, it, like. I'd quite like everything wrapped up in a pretty pink bow. It's like, you know, the person asking me to be more serious. Well, when did we learn to be so serious? Because as kids, we didn't take everything seriously. And as kids, we'd like everything in a pretty pink bow because that looks nice and it feels good. So where have we traveled from that point to have these views that, you know, it it can't be in a pretty pink bow and and it has to be really serious? Who says? Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, look, I think um, we've been chinwagging for an hour or so. So look, if, this if, all day, guys. Could do oh, this this all is day the thing. This is literally the thing. <laughs> so, hey, Christy, tell us, you know, hey, if people hi. are drawn to this stuff, <laughs> they're like, yeah, pretty pink bows, let's go. Um, where are where are they going to find you? Where are you hanging out? Um, yes. Go, tell us that stuff. So um, the website is lovelifesober.co.uk. And then um, super active on Instagram, lovelifesober with Christy, C-H-R-E-S-T-Y. And yeah, this has been so fun, you guys. It's just been a total blast. (laughs) I finally got to talk to my heroes. Yeah. (laughs) We're pals. We're pals. Look, I think uh, I'll speak for me and Ellie and say we're very excited to be able to have you back on again at some point, Christy. It'd be really cool. Like, I think with what we're all doing and as we're, you know, growing together, it's so crazy to like come back a few months down the line and yeah and have another conversation because we'll have different points of you know note and reflection even on what we've been talking about today right like mm-hmm. just to go back to the beginning of this whole series of podcasts and think about what some of the things I think me and Ellie will have to return to some of the things we recorded early again and do like a from a different perspective because we Ooh, have, yeah. we we're not the same anymore none of us are going to be the same a few weeks or even tomorrow right yeah so um Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been Thanks, an absolute guys. pleasure. Yes. So Thank fun. you for coming and wrapping your wonderful, pretty pink <laughs> for all around the present and sober podcast because it's been delightful. Thanks, babe. What an amazing chat. I hope that you got as much from that as uh, as me and Ellie did because it's there's some really important topics in there and they're kind of um, applicable in many different areas of life. It's not just uh, it's not just in the alcohol-free journey. It applies to so many different areas with when it comes to setting boundaries and being who we really are and owning that and owning who we really are. That's important. Um, awesome. So cool. Christy's uh, resources and everything are available in the show notes, so go check out the links to all of her amazing stuff. Go check out her Instagram and all of the amazing things that she's doing. Um, I really do, uh, I really do value her input in this in this movement. I think it's very, very powerful the message that she's putting out there. So go check that out. And you know, please do come and join our Facebook group. We, uh, you know, there's loads of people coming in. We're doing loads of cool stuff. We did uh, some Q and A's recently. We'll, we'll continue to do those, and we're also edging ever closer to uh to more announcements about the you know what me and ellie are going to do what uh what the program will look like and what we're gonna what we're gonna bring to the world so uh awesome have an absolutely amazing week see you next tuesday